Next, this month's special series, Focus on Cancer. Throughout the month of April, ReachMD talks to experts in the field about new research channels and treatment options in cancer care. Well, understanding the genetics of rare disease help us solve some of the world's most pressing pediatric cancer problems. Joining me to discuss this is Dr. Charles Mulligan, Assistant Member, Department of Pathology, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Dr. Mulligan, welcome to ReachMD. It's a pleasure to be here. Dr. Mulligan, why is it important to create a comprehensive understanding of the genetic alterations that contribute to leukemia and its treatment? Acute lymphoblastic leukemia is the commonest leukemia that affects children, and we now have quite a good outcome of treatment for most children with ALL, but unfortunately it still remains one of the commonest causes of death of children and young adults up to the age of 40. And our therapies are now pretty much approaching the maximal strength that we can give people without causing excessive toxic effects of treatment. So we really do need to to cure the last remaining fraction of patients. We need better therapies that are more specifically tailored to the actual alterations that are causing cancer. You know, the underlying principle of a lot of the work that we do is that if we're going to really find these new treatments, we have to have a very thorough understanding of the genetic changes that are causing leukemia. We know that leukemia is a genetic disease, that most cases of leukemia have recurrent genetic changes that we see over and over again, but we haven't identified all of them, and we need to look right across the genetic material of a cancer cell to find all of these genetic changes. And also, some of these leukemias are better understood than others. ALL, or acute lymphoblastic leukemia, is not one disease, it's many different diseases, each of which has a distinct complement of genetic changes, and each of which behaves very differently. Some of them are well understood. We have genetic changes. We can detect a diagnosis. We know most of those children will be cured. Others are less well understood. They may not know the genetic changes and or we know that they do very badly. And they're the ones that we spend a lot of time focusing on. And hypodiploid ALL is one of those. Tell us what hypodiploid ALL is. I mean, we sort of know from the name what it is, but how does it get to be hypodiploid and what does being hypodiploid do to leukemia cells. Okay. Well, going back a step, you know, ALL is one of the best characterized diseases at the genetic level and has been for many, many years. And that's been using the classical karyotyping, you know, where we look at the complement of chromosomes and we look for gross alterations in chromosomes such as translocations. And about three quarters of children with leukemia have some sort of recurring chromosomal alteration. And that, that includes two broad types of change either numerical changes where the cancer cell has gained multiple copies of chromosomes and that's called hyperdiploidy or hypodiploidy where one or more chromosomes are lost. The other type of chromosomal change are the translocations where chromosomes break, rearrange and that commonly results in an abnormal protein that's a hybrid of two different proteins that have been brought together by the translocation. But in hypodiploid ALL, there are multiple losses of chromosomes. And at the moment, we don't really understand why that is going on. And I think there are two key issues that we're trying to understand at the genetic level. So firstly, what are the genetic changes apart from just these gross changes where one loses multiple whole chromosomes? So we can pick up those losses by classical, if you like, old-fashioned cytogenetics very robustly. But one of the aims of our project is to say, look, if we look in very, very fine detail, exquisite detail, if you like, very high resolution, are there other changes that we can pick up that aren't evident by those cytogenetic approaches? 
And then ultimately we'd like to take that information and say, well, can we actually find a genetic change that's actually causing these multiple losses of whole chromosomes? We don't know if we'll do that yet, but we are actually finding some things that are very interesting in this disease. So I think we are going to make some great progress at both of these aims. So what kind of preliminary data do you have and where does it point you as you start this research? Well, what we have done is, you know, the aim of this project was to use several complementary techniques that we call genomic profiling. And that is where we use technical approaches to look right across the genetic makeup of a cancer cell to look at what we call structural genetic alterations. So that's regions of DNA that are gained or lost, deletions or amplifications, to perform gene expression profiling, where we look at the or transcriptome of the leukemia cell. We look at the, the nature of the RNA that's being expressed, which is often a real signature, if you like, for different types of leukemia and can give us great insights into how the machinery of the cancer cell has gone wrong. And also to look at single letter changes of the DNA code or sequencing, if you like, you know, looking for point mutations in cancer genes. So the project has involved a couple of components. Apart from those technical approaches, the first goal was to get enough samples and this is challenging for any study of cancer genetics. We need to get very pure tumor samples, ideally from a very large cohort of patients. So you know, if we study 10 or 20, we might find some potentially interesting things, but it's then hard to perhaps generalize that and make conclusions about how any new changes might be influencing treatment or influencing behavior of the tumor. So the goal here was really to perform a landmark study of many samples spanning a wide range of different subcategories of hyperdiploid ALL. And we've got over 125 of these tumors at the moment. So at the moment, what we've done is we've performed a technique called SNP array analysis or single nucleotide polymorphism microarray analysis. And what this is, is it's a microarray, which is a tiny glass slide, but it contains about 2 million individual tests that look right across the, the genome of a tumor cell or indeed a normal cell. For the vast majority of patients, we look at both their tumour and normal tissue obtained from the same individual, such as a bone marrow blood sample that's been collected when their disease has gone into remission. So we look for genetic changes that have been picked up by the tumour and we compare them to their normal tissue and say, you know, were they present you know, when they were born or have they been picked up by the cancer cell, if you like, what we call somatic genetic changes that have been acquired by the tumour. And so that analysis is now almost complete. It took several months to get all the samples and to perform the extraction of the material and to run these arrays. And what we found is that, sure, you know, these cases have multiple losses of whole chromosomes, so that's not new, but we've been able to detail that in you know, with uh, great clarity. But the second thing is we're now finding multiple very small deletions of DNA occurring in these samples over and over again. And some of these deletions involve genes that are controlling key uh, processes within the cell. They're involving genes that, for example, control normal development of the lymphocyte. They're deleting genes that uh, lymphocytes normally need to develop into a mature infection-fighting cell. Now, we'd found some of these changes before in other types of leukemia, but the data that we're acquiring now suggests that the changes we're finding in these hypodiploid cells are actually quite different. They're both different genes, and they're occurring with a very different frequency in this subtype of leukemia. So just on this first pass, and I should say this is still an ongoing analysis, just on this first pass we're finding some very interesting changes that look like they're going to point to specific things going wrong to this type of leukemia. If you've just tuned in, our guest is Dr. Charles Mulligan, Assistant Member, Department of Pathology, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and we're talking about 
Research into Hypodiploid ALL. So this first pass has shown you a lot of data that you have for the genetics of Hypodiploid ALL. What kinds of general conclusions are you drawing, and when and how will you be able to draw some specific conclusions? Okay, so looking forward, this is a work in progress. You know, the project's only been going for several months, but it's moving very quickly, and we are making great progress. But our priorities now are to complete the data set. So we're in the process of acquiring all the gene expression data and also finishing the sequencing that we're doing of a panel of different genes that we're finding altered by what we call deletions or other changes. And then, you know, once we've done that, our next step is to combine that data and see, can we now make, if you like, subcategories of the disease? Is there a group of hyperdeployed patients that have X complement of genetic changes that might do very well or might do extremely poorly? By combining the data, we hope to do two things. Firstly, to continue to give us biologic insights into what's causing the disease. And secondly, we would hope that we get clinically useful markers. So we might get a marker that is useful for prognosis when a child is diagnosed with this type of leukemia. Ultimately, we'd like to find something that could be what we call druggable. You know, it might be targetable with a therapeutic agent, either one that's existing or perhaps one that can be worked on in the future. So it's a bit early to say that we're there yet, but you know, we are making great progress and that will come in the next few months. So where do you get these samples? Are these from all from St. Jude or do they come from around the country or around the world? No, actually, in contrast, they come from around the country. This is a collaborative project that's been driven in large part by Dr. Stephen Hunger in Colorado, who is chair of the leukemia section of the Children's Oncology Group, which is a nationwide consortium of pediatric doctors that treat leukemia and other cancers that affect children. And the Children's Oncology Group treats many thousands of children a year with acute lymphoblastic leukemia, including patients with hypodiploid ALL. And a priority, apart from doing the clinical studies, is to try and collect tumor material that's left over from diagnostic testing when patients and their relatives agree to have that material stored for research. Has this approach of doing this genetic profiling worked in other ALL subtypes? And if so, what sort of the next steps after this to get you to clinical application? Yes, they're both excellent, important questions. So I would say that this has been tremendously successful in ALL. So many different doctors you know, involved in this sort of cancer research have applied this sort of broad-based genome-wide profiling to a wide variety of different tumors. And I think in many respects, our studies in ALL have led the way. We started doing this about five years ago now. We were very aggressive in doing this in large numbers of ALL samples. And, you know, a couple of key observations we made were that we first started doing this just taking a large number of ALL cases, very few hypodiploids as it happened, and we found a whole host of new genetic changes. Now, in total, over 50 genetic changes that were occurring over and over again, many of which had never been previously identified, and many of which were showing to be targeting key processes in how a cell grows and develops. So that's very broadly speaking in ALLs. We've made great insights into what we know about how the leukemia cell develops. We've been talking about research into a rare form of leukemia hypodiploid ALL with Dr. Charles Mulligan, assistant member, Department of Pathology, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Dr. Mulligan, thanks for joining us on ReachMD. You're very welcome. It's been my pleasure. You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Cancer, 
For a program guide, complete list of shows, and podcasts, please visit us at ReachMD.com.